Chuck, sound the shofar. We have an evangelical emergency mini-sode. What are we doing here, Chuck? What is this? Uh, well, Brady, there's only one thing more tone deaf than a shofar. <laughs> What's that? That's Kirk, Kirk Cameron. Cameron. <laughs> um, you you may or may not have seen this uh, this week, guys, but uh, Kirk Cameron posted a live stream video of himself um, at uh, the the a Orlando Airport. Orlando Airport. Yeah, the I wasn't sure what city face. it was. He's a very smug face at this point in his life. I think he's he's. It's like a compiled, compressed, the uh, just just self righteousness that's built yeah. up. I would definitely say he's a he's a growing pain in my ass. <laughs> Uh, yeah, there you go. Uh, continue. The, uh, there's at least one 90s TV reference in every episode of The Life After. Uh, no, so uh, so he he posted this video uh, that's that's gone fairly viral. It was a it was a live stream that he did um, of him talking about. He's trying to deliver this like sort of comforting evangelical message about hurricane irma coming towards florida but it ends up being this incredibly tone-deaf insensitive uh fairly disrespectful totally missing the point uh treatise of of kirk cameroniness um and it's painful it is yeah. painful to watch and a lot of christians are standing up and saying that it was pretty bullshittery yeah yeah you i know? don't think I, I think a lot of christians are are upset about it um but i'm also like uh you know it's a live stream so uh, people are watching it and they're able to like, comment live and a lot of the the comments that are popping up are very affirmative of what he's of what he's yeah, saying and it's it's uh it's really unfortunate i mean they're, they're, we're literally in the midst of a, of a tragedy right now in in florida and you know just got done dealing with houston and there are two other hurricanes in the water right now i think two if not just one i think um, one more mm-hmm. yeah jose uh, jose and, and we couldn't wait for the next episode we needed to address this yeah we wanted get a to little just, mini episode just out and get this taken get it care of. yeah get it going so um yeah, so we're gonna run. We're just gonna like kind of play some some clips of different parts of the video, and and then uh, and then sort of comment, and then tear them apart, right? And then just <laughs> that's what we do. Uh, roll that clip. <laughs> roll that beautiful bean footage. Hey everybody, I hope you can hear me. I'm actually in the Orlando airport here in Florida, and I've had such a great time this weekend. Uh, I'm sorry, it's coming up on the weekend. Uh, such a great time these last couple of days. I've been hanging out at uh, an award show for Christian Music Radio. And uh, Danny Goki, I got to meet him last night. Been wanting to meet him for a while. Zach Williams was there, Mercy Me. Uh, I got to host the award program. And uh, it was just a really cool night. I got to meet Phil Wickham. And I, I had a thought this morning as I leave Florida. Uh, everyone's trying to leave Florida right now. Uh, Walmart is being... Uh, emptied of its shelves of water and canned food because Irma is on its way. And a friend of mine, Jay Younce, pointed out something really insightful, and I wanted to share it with you this morning. Okay, so uh, the thing with this, this, the first part, the way he kind of starts the video off, this is how he starts the video off, and um, the, the, I think it really rubs me the wrong way because he is, is speaking from a, 
a total position of privilege, right? Right, like, right. He is, he has a plane ticket, which people are trying to get. And okay, time out too. He stops and he dro- He name drops a whole bunch of Christian music yeah. artists. In fact, the name of the article, what is, or the, it's, the live it's video is what? Phil Wickham, Zach Williams, Mercy Me, and Irma with an exclamation point. Like Irma's just totally welcome and fine, you know. Like Mercy Me isn't all like slapping their heads like, why are you ruling right. us into this bullshit? Like he's, uh, he's totally oblivious to the level of stress and distress and destruction that people are, are in or, you know, are, are, are dealing with right now. So... Um, he, you know, he has a plane ticket. He, uh, I mean, the, the airports are, the air, airlines are charging as much as $5,000 for, for tickets out of Florida because there's such a high demand. I mean, that's just the nature of capitalism, right? High demand, higher prices. And, you know, he's got his ticket. He's comfortable. He's leaving before anything, uh, you know, awful happens. And on top of that, he has no, I mean, I don't, I don't know for sure, but I'm fairly certain by the way that he's talking that he has no property, nothing in Florida. He has nothing to lose. I don't know where he's headed. I think he said he's headed to Arkansas. Arkansas. But, yeah. <laughs> he's headed as far in inland as possible. Now, um, he, he has nothing to lose. Right. He uh, he doesn't. He's not going to lose his home. He's not going to lose his his uh, belongings. The things that he's worked for. You know. Uh, his photographs, right? I mean, like literally anything that you can lose in a hurricane, um, and it's just uh, that's the sets the tone for the whole video. Like it, that's yeah. not even the part I'm most angry about. But he's totally just not acknowledging. He's failing to acknowledge other people's suffering in this in this situation. Anyway, uh, here's the next part. You know, Harvey, they say, was a once in a lifetime event because the destruction was unprecedented with that hurricane. There's another one coming up that they say is now the largest recorded hurricane on the Atlantic. This is Irma. And the devastation from that, we don't know uh, how, how much that's going to be. But how should we look at two giant hurricanes coming back to back like this? Should we just, do, do we write them off as Coincidence? Do we write it off as a, a statistical anomaly? Wow, uh, who would have who would have thought? Is it is it just Mother Nature in a bad mood? Okay, hold on. I'm trying. To, I want to do this fairly. No, don't be fair. <laughs> Here's what peeves me off. Okay, um, and and I know he didn't say this and. I know that Pat Robinson is definitely what we would call low hanging fruit and not the type of low hanging fruit that I want to associate Robert, Robertson, right, it, Robertson. Yeah, yeah. and he's not the type of low hanging fruit that I like to associate myself with. If right. you know what I'm saying, oh. <laughs> but I'm sick and tired Brady's of, gay. I'm sick and tired of people talking about hurricanes as if we don't know where they come from or as if they are just some tool that God is using to teach us lessons. Um, Kirk Cameron goes on to talk about how this could be used as a punishment or a way to remind us to reflect on God. Um, so 
Pat Robertson. Yep. You know, in him, and there's also a bunch of politicians that are coming out and all of this. That right. Are blaming, Pat Robertson famously blamed Katrina on on gays. Gays. Yeah. Um, and then the other one is like anybody who votes for pub or to Democratic. Here, here's the thing about the Bible. Go back and read it for a moment. When Jesus called people out, it was the religious people of the day. If any sort right. of sin or response to people's stupidity is going to bring about a hurricane, it's going to be Christians who are not loving each other or Christians who are not taking care of the poor or things that, I don't know, Jesus actually instructed and talked upon. <laughs> right, right? right? That's what would cause God to punish people, right. not because people who who don't claim to have Jesus Christ at all are happily in relationships with same sex partners. Right. Okay. Correct. So then also we get into this whole thing. Is it a statistical anomaly? Is it off? No, you fucking idiot. It's climate change. <laughs> like what else? There's 90, what is it? 97% of scientists agree that that is what the, what is a true thing. Right. Right. And they yeah. can show it yeah. statistically, but the, the, the Christian backgrounds that I came in and the places I came from would refer to things like climate change as Oh, those are just liberal fairy tales. Right. Right. But less believable than a man in the sky who's trying to punish people. Right. I mean, we literally have observable evidence that suggests that climate change is not only happening, but that it is caused by human activity. And, and what is that? I read an article, I think it was in Time Magazine um, online, that uh, for every degree that the atmosphere increases uh, mm-hmm. Celsius, it's able to hold 7% more water in the air. So what that means is we have right. 7% for each degree that the the atmosphere is going up in, in, in temperature, that much more water is going to be poured down in these hurricanes, right. creating bigger and bigger hurricanes as we have warmer and warmer weather. It's almost as if, like, I don't know, we're experiencing that, and to have two different hurricanes um, hit in a row, or three now, right. that are coming, three in a row, it's probably because the climate is changing, not a statistical anomaly, not God just all of a sudden getting mad at things that have been going on for years and years and years in the past. Right. Right. right? Yeah, yeah. Like, literally nothing has changed. Nothing in the has nature changed. of, like... Humanity, right? I mean, there are more of us than ever, but we're all pretty much doing the same things, right? And yeah, and uh, and it's you know it's a failure, and this is this is a big thing for us in evangelicalism is they this is a the pulpit is a is a large platform if you think of it the pulpit with a capital P, right? All of these churches and all these different places and all of the Kirk Camerons and all of the famous authors and the you know whatever uh, the I was trying to think of a guy's name and I can't. I don't know what's. Um, you trying to name drop? I'm trying to you name know, drop. Phil Wickham yeah. and Mercy Me, right. my friends. Anyway, all of this is a it's a it's an opportunity to a acknowledge climate change and b uh, you know spread the the reality that it is actually happening and that um, we are you know decades, months, a year away from like seeing huge epic consequences for this if not already literally right now but it, but also shows the, the, my biggest frustration with the christian church is the political the political chargedness of it all right what is it about climate change that is not comparable or not um compatible compatible thank you with the bible none of it 
Right. Like you right. can believe in the Bible and climate change yeah. at the same yeah, time yeah. and say, oh, I should be a good steward of right. what God created for us. But most Christians are not allowed to do that. Right. Either. Well, you know their- what you can't do is support big oil and believe in climate change. Right. 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 And you, so you, therefore you can't be a Republican and still support. And it comes back to the politicalness of it, change. of like, you can't go against, and then there'll be people, older people in the church who, you know, still believe a lot of this, like, back whatever and the attitude is well you know that was their generation we just let them be Uh you know and it's it's the same thing where it's like if you could live through the 60s and still be racist and completely ignore the civil rights Mm -hmm. movement Mm -hmm. that that same blindness is now being perpetuated Mm -hmm. through climate change of like well this is how we were taught and this is how the good old boys do it so we're going to continue doing it don't ignore what is right in front of you don't be one of the people who lives through the entire social justice like movement and walk away from it unchanged like and, and open your eyes and acknowledge when when a, a stance is politically motivated versus when it's motivated by your beliefs yes. right the bible <clears throat> does not support a lot of liberal ideology and it doesn't support a lot of conservative ideology it's the bible it's a standalone it's its own thing so if you're going to claim to believe it and you're going to claim to believe jesus teaching believe that but don't let it be influenced by by your political stance it's like i knew of one family in a church that i went to that was uh that understood climate change and that was something that they cared about one family Right. And they were always looked at as like they were a little weird or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't get it. It makes no sense to me. I came from a much more liberal, you know, uh, stance on on that kind of thing. And I, there are a lot more people that believed in climate change. But still, even on the even on the, uh, the left side of Christianity, there's a lot of sort of like, well, God is in control. Or like, there's there are beliefs about the end times or the apocalypse or things like that. Or like, Jesus is going to come back before anything real major happens. And it's like, we don't know that. Even if you believe that, like, we don't know. And it's your responsibility as a human and as, as a citizen of the earth to take care of it. And there's like this important. attitude that there's a safety net that, you know, no matter what we do, we're still going to be safe because, right. well, well, you know, the book of Revelation doesn't talk about that or right. blah, 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 blah. Or ultimately, we're going somewhere else. We're going to die and go to heaven or God's going to restore everything. So maybe that part that part becomes less consequential. Oh, it's so irresponsible. Know. All right, enough about climate change. Uh, there's this other bit we want to talk about. So, uh, I'm going to look in, here in, in, uh, in God's Word and read to you from Job. In Job 37, uh, God says through Job, um, He saturates clouds with moisture. He scatters His lightning through them. They swirl about, turning around and around at His direction accomplishing everything that he commands them over the surface of the inhabited world. He causes this to happen for punishment or to water his land and demonstrate his faithful love. One thing we know about hurricanes and and, and all weather is that this is not Mother Nature in a bad mood. This is a spectacular display of God's immense power. And when he puts his power on display, it's never without reason. There's a purpose. And we may not always understand what that purpose is, but we know it's not random. And we know that weather is sent 
to cause us to respond to God in humility, awe, and repentance. Again, uh, there's not a, a random molecule in the universe, I believe, but that God is the Lord of the wind and the waves. And what this should be doing for all of us is causing us to remember that it's God who supplies our life, breath, and everything else so that you and I would reach out to him. So think about that, maybe share that with your kids when they ask uh, why this is happening. Uh, remind them that God is the blessed controller of all things. He's the Lord of the wind and the waves, and he is the one who gives us peace, security, and strength in the midst of the storm. Strength in the storm that I'm about to hijack the fuck out of here. <laughs> right? Yeah. He right. gives you the strength in the midst of the storms, guys. All right, I'm out of here. I've got a plane to catch before right. before yeah, yeah. I have to be responsible. Yeah, I don't for really want to be. I don't know said. if I want to be a part of that. But like, go for it. Uh, so this is a this is a big thing in in Christian doctrine and Christian belief and in in dogma is that uh, that we that God does these these acts of power right these like earthquakes or you know natural disasters like okay so every worldview has an answer for natural disasters right or at least a it thinks about them in some capacity and the sort of the christian one is like well god you know he makes the the wind go round and round and like destroys some some shit and then you know and then you're supposed to respond to that by going oh i shouldn't have i shouldn't be gay you know, or like, right. or like, whatever, you know, and it's like, let's talk about basic human nature, right? Okay. Okay. Like, when somebody inflicts violence on you, yeah. uh, say it's, uh, it can be an occupying army, um, it can be uh, somebody robbing your house, right? Uh, it can be a, a random sociopathic stranger that just wants to beat the shit out of you. If somebody disrupts your, your well-being, causes you harm inflicts violence upon you your response is not to be like oh you what are they right. trying to teach me you know what all this stuff in my house this is your stuff right. of course it's your stuff because you're beating the shit out of me you know that's not how this works and if, if god created us <laughs> it's like it a, feels like he would have a better understanding of how to like win human favor right now, yeah, granted, like all there's the an element of punishment. It's possible that this is a punishment, right? Mm -hmm. But the Bible goes both ways. It's both. It's like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm asking you to respond and come back to me and 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 love me and understand that I love you, and that's why I ripped your well-being to shreds. You know, right, right. And it's insane. It is insane to me. I don't understand why anybody would think that that's how things like that work. I mean, I, I do, right? Because because thousands of years ago, we were relatively ignorant about science and things. And if it didn't yeah. rain, we were like, oh, we got to do a rain dance. And then a rain dance evolved into something more. And then we just developed priesthoods. And then we decided, like, this person knows more about God than this person. And then, you know, and then we're like, we should listen to what they say. And then they were like, I have a lot of power because these people are listening to what they say. And I'm going to say a bunch of shit that's going to make them behave a certain way. And it develops into these massive religious systems. But it starts with, like, it's not raining and we need food, right? Mm -hmm. And that's how that, that's how that develops. But now that we have... 
a broader understanding of what actually causes these are natural events yeah, yeah. that are caused by heat and movement and and you know the atmosphere and just the way that the earth was formed and the the land holds heat and the water holds heat a different way and and, and it's just it just happens it's random it is actually random and he specifically says in this video it's not random but it is. It is random. But how how dangerous is that too to like try to shove a purpose and meaning of what God is doing into something into everything that goes on in your life? I mean, he talks about molecules. Like, there's not even a single molecule that's you know there on accident. If you walk through your life trying to do that, you are going to be adding so much meaning to things that don't have meaning, and mm-hmm. it's not safe. You mentioned right. earlier, like being abused by somebody and walking away, like, oh yeah, they were right. Like, right. like you know, right. Like, Yes. All, all the gay people who made it through the Holocaust and was like, you know, they were right. We mm-hmm. shouldn't be gay. So, you know, that's not mm-hmm. how that works. And what makes me really sad is, and this week I, I wrote a blog about it. Um, it's on, it's on the, on the website. It was a letter that I wrote to the manipulation that I grew up with. And that is, I realized that so much of my religion, evangelicalism mirrored the signs of being in an abusive relationship. Oh. That whenever you you're you're told what to think and you're told what to do and you stick around because you get used to it and to the part where not only are you used to it but you you kind of want that mm-hmm. so you're talking about God doing all of these horrible things to people and us like still trying to be like oh but what is he trying to tell us what do we need to learn from this right. you know that's right. so un- so unhealthy it, yeah 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 no relationship should be like that none. None. Zero relationships. Zero relationships. Right. Do you mind I if mean, I read something? Really even quick? if you're a, even if you're a, like, I think a lot of people use the uh, yeah. Go for it. Uh, yeah, I think a lot of people use the uh, sort of parent child thing, right? Like we're mm. ignorant children, and God is the is the understanding parent, and we uh, he's teaching us things, right? But even if that's the case, even when you discipline your kids, however you do that, and I, I don't advocate you know any sort of physical violence, you know, to punish kids, right? But however you do that, you everybody agrees that you need to make it clear what, like, you need to specifically say, dictate what the problem is and why uh, people are being, why the kid is being punished in order for them to understand not to repeat that behavior. But when you have a hurricane, it's just a million people being punished for being punished for whatever they're doing, sort of. And then you have Pat Robertson saying, it's because they're gay, but then there are a bunch of straight people that are like, but what about my house? You know? And it's like, you know, it's not clear. And that's abuse. That's abuse and it's unhealthy and it's bad. Yeah, I don't go into my son's room with a ski mask on, slap him around and walk out and have him try to interpret what I did, why I did what I did. Right. right. You know, that would be bad parenting. Right. <laughs> we'll, we'll chalk that up under bad parenting. Ski yeah. masks are out. Um, sacrificing your children, bad parenting. Out, bad parenting. Um, I, I want to give some voice to logical Christians here. And one of those is a pastor that I really like, John um, Pavlovitz. On his blog, he wrote on this about, um, I think the title of the, the blog was, 
um, if your God is an a-hole, it might just be you. But I think too many Christians uh-huh. uh, complained, and so we had to turn it to if your God is a jerk. Okay. Um, but okay. here it are the three to, yeah. points at the end that he makes about when when Kirk Cameron tried to do this. And this is directly about the Kirk Cameron situation. Uh, he said three things. First is, we really have no idea what God does or doesn't do, and just how, if at all, God works in weather patterns and mass shootings and widespread tragedy. It's more likely God has nothing directly to do with any of it. But in the absence of certainty, we should choose silence. And Mm. I think that's a great application. Mm -hmm. Number two is people are wounded and grieving and heartbroken, need to be cared for and comforted and embraced. They don't need an armchair theology about why this is a good thing or how it's a divine personal message or what God may be personally personally saying to them. It's one thing for a victim to seek and speculate on things for themselves, but something else for us to do that for them. Mm Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really good. And here's the third one uh, that's probably my favorite point, and that is, by trying to interpret natural disasters and terrible circumstances, we easily convert them into some sort of weaponized religious propaganda. We end up assigning to God all of our fears and prejudices and Mm hangups. We run the risk of believing and making other people believe that God is much of of a jerk as we are. Right. It's, it's, um, in sociology, this is known as totism. Mm Mm-hmm. Right, uh, and you know, you know, we know what totem poles are, right? Like it's a, it's sort of like a, a handcrafted, you know, it's a stack of, of. I know you, what they you, are, Chuck. You, you, Thank know you. you know what I'm talking about, anyway. Uh, and this is this is the, uh, a an anomaly uh, that happens in every culture. It happens in every culture, right? Where we take ideas that we like about ourselves and we project them onto God, and then we create a God that that perpetuates or reflects the things that we like about ourselves, right? So it's exactly that. And, and it's also the, the, the negative things about ourselves that we think are, are good. So our prejudices and our, uh, you know, our flaws and our, you know, if we're an extremely violent person, then our God might be extremely violent. Or if we're, we really value, you know, or if, you know, if homosexuality is bad to us, if it's weird and we're uncomfortable with it, then if our God is against homosexuality. If we're scared to death of periods, then we might write the Old Testament. <laughs> Continue. I don't know if I can. I think that that might be the, that might be the apex of this podcast. Yes, <laughs> we reached it. We've ten uh, episodes we've done in. That shut was, it down. That was it. That was it. Uh, it's been fun, Brady. It's been good. Thank you, listeners. Uh, yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. No. But exactly. Like, or if you're, you know, obviously ex- patriarchal. If mm-hmm. you if you think men are more are inherently more valuable than women, then yes, you might write the Old Testament <laughs> mm-hmm. again, or the, and a lot of the New Testament, probably ninety nine percent of it. So, uh, yeah, we just wanted to. Uh, this video just like I uh, just woke up and I was like I can't. I saw it and I watched it. Somebody had reposted it. I think not. It was not somebody that I that was in favor of it. They were just like look at what this jackass is saying. And I was like had watched it and I was like Brady, we need to do it. This a, is an evangelical emergency. This is an emergency. <laughs> we did an evangelical this is emergency. Somebody called FEMA. That's an emergency. What does FEMA stand for? Uh, I think we decided it stood for. Fucking evangelicals messing around. <laughs> but that doesn't make sense because FEMA's supposed to help the situation and, and that's, that's what's true. causing the situation. But, um, you know, anyway, uh, I hope, uh, geez, we, okay, so. She whiz. 
the situation in Florida is 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 important and it's dire and and it's uh the as we record this the hurricane is Irma is actually has made landfall and is moving through Florida and uh and we I don't I don't have it, an exact idea of what kind of devastation has happened so far or what kind of flooding or, or displacement but um it's a really serious situation and uh we we, we encourage everyone to uh, you know Houston as well hopefully doesn't get immediately forgotten in the in the trail of of irma but um you know if you have time and, and resources uh to contribute uh people need it um if you can go down there and help that's great if you can send money that's great if you can uh you know do some do a thing we don't really have any specific resources off the top of my head but it is not hard to find a way to to help uh, in these situations um and uh you know this is that i feel like that's just that 30 seconds of of me saying help people is is so much more poignant and meaningful than uh, saying God's doing this and you should be happy about it. Figure out the reason yourself. Right. Uh, so. Thank you guys very much for spending time with us. Um, if you can get a chance, we'd really appreciate it if you can rate us on iTunes. And yes. always remember, um, if you don't go to church, Sunday is just a second Saturday. Whoop.